Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Portland, Intercom Radio Portland's weekly public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham, jumping right in today to talk about type 1 diabetes. I would like to welcome to the show Delany Delamont. Delany is the development manager with JDRF. Hey, Delany, how are you? Hi, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Awesome. So JDRF, what is JDRF? JDRF must stand for something. Well, it did stand for something. It had been Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. But what we realize is the majority of people with type 1 diabetes are actually adults. So, for instance, there are 1.4 million adults with type 1 diabetes. That's um, kind of shocking. It we, is. We've always heard that it's juvenile diabetes, right? That's Kids get right. It. But it's actually type 1 diabetes. It's an autoimmune disease. So it actually can happen at any age. So we're trying to get over that myth busting that it is only a childhood onset disease. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm witness to that because I was diagnosed as an adult. I was in my 40s. And I'm a, I'm a type 1 person. So what happens with adults? It absolutely does. Um, what kind of stuff does JDRF do? Research, obviously, because you're called a research foundation. Mm -hmm. What else do you do? Well, we actually have three focus areas. Our mission is to improve the lives today and tomorrow by accelerating life-changing breakthroughs to cure, prevent, and treat type 1 diabetes. And our three focus areas are research, advocacy, and outreach. Outreach. What What do you mean by that? How do you do outreach? We do outreach to support people living with type 1 diabetes. For instance, we have what's called a bag of hope. If a little kiddo is being diagnosed with diabetes, they get a backpack, and inside it is information for the parents to help them in this transition phase, understanding type 1 diabetes, how to support their child. But then the child gets a little teddy bear with uh, patches where the fur is gone where he can practice giving him his insulin shots. For the teenager, it's a messenger bag, again, with information. Also outreach, we have a connections program. So when people are newly diagnosed, if they want a buddy, say, to help team up with them to learn about, you know, the ups and downs of diabetes, we have support groups. We have a mom's dinner group. We have the... um, Teen Cong, excuse me, we have Children's Congress that actually goes to national 
Capitol Hill and they learn about becoming advocates, but that's part of those outreach programs that we have. So how, that's the outreach in a nutshell. How important is that to somebody who's newly diagnosed? It's critical. I mean, when you're first newly diagnosed, you feel like you've been sucker punched. Uh, you have no clue what to do. The hospitals have excellent diabetes educators that are kind of a first step. But Having a peer-to-peer connection, talking with people that have been there, done that, are still doing it in different phases of where they are with living with type 1 diabetes, whether it's newly diagnosed, whether you've had it for several years or a lifetime. Having those support systems, people to talk to, resources to receive. The national organization actually has incredible toolkits so when you are newly diagnosed let's say you're an adult onset there's a whole toolkit of information about managing your diabetes as an adult same with if you are pregnant and you have gestational diabetes so there's all kinds of support systems built in that is so important because like i say i was diagnosed as an adult in my 40s and i was like okay what do i do now like you just are lost and nobody around you can really identify with what's going on. And so I found a, a, a support group, a, a supper club, which was really fantastic. Met lots of people who were either diagnosed as adults or as children and just learning from their experience Absolutely. was so helpful. Yes, very much so. And another part of our outreach really is our educational program. We have those toolkits I've mentioned, but coming up on March 14th, We have our free educational summit called Type 1 Nation Summit, and that's going to be happening at MBC Suites at Washington Square. We bring in national speakers that are fantastic. In fact, Dr. Sanjo Judah, who is our VP of research at JDRF, is going to be our keynote speaker. So he'll actually be talking about some of the amazing research that JDRF is supporting and doing to advance the knowledge and treatment of type 1 diabetes. But then we also have other national speakers coming in. We have somebody coming in from San Francisco who has done a lot of research about sports and eating based on how many carbs you might need to be ready for a particular sport or if you need to suspend your insulin. So there's that whole science behind sports, fitness, type 1 diabetes. We have psychologists that'll be coming in. They'll be talking about relationship management with type 1 diabetes. They'll be talking about how to transition your tweens and teens into self-management for diabetes. There'll be speakers on managing hypoglycemia, which is when your Blood sugars are low, really low, where it can be life-threatening. So what are some options for that? We have a large amount of vendors that have different types of support systems. We've got three different youth camps that are going to be there that actually focus on type 1 diabetes for their summer camps. We have people that have new devices out for people living with type 1 diabetes. We actually have four specific tracks of education this year. So we have a track for adults. And that one is going to have features on retinopathy, 
the relationships that I had talked about, and then also just basic nutrition. We have a youth track, and that's going to be doing the teen-tween transitioning, uh, becoming self-managers. It'll talk about sick day management skills, and then also managing schools. How do you talk with the schools and how to take care of your child who has type 1 diabetes? A really important topic for many parents that are having to create a a plan to help support their child in school. And then we do have that exercise in sports track I mentioned and then a generic track that is going to be how to manage those low blood sugars and then advocacy. So it's really a jam-packed session and it's free to the public that have an interest in learning about type 1 diabetes. And that's March 14th at Embassy Suites at Washington Square. It is. It's March 14th. It's coming up. We do ask that people sign up, and they can learn more by going to our website, which is www.jdrf.org slash Oregon, and then scroll to the bottom of that landing page, and you'll see where our events are located. You'll see Type 1 Nation. Click on that, and that'll put you into the registration. And it's a kind of an all-day thing, too. It's, it must be a Saturday. So March it 14th is Saturday. Saturday, yep. Okay. And it looks like it starts at 10 a.m. and goes till 3.45. 3.45. Yep. So a good full day of, of lots of education. And lots. It, I would imagine it would be good for people that are diabetic to go and people that want to learn more about it, and especially for parents. This must be a really good thing for parents to, to attend. Well, not just parents. Even, let's say, your spouse, who isn't diabetic is wanting to learn more how to support their partner who is diabetic. So really, there's something for everybody. Yeah, it really does sound like it's going to be very educational. One of my favorite people, Dr. Jessica Castle, is going to be there. She is. (laughs) She is one of our co-chairs, yes. Uh (laughs) She helped put all this together with bringing in a lot of the educators. Are, are there other local people that are going to be there, too? We do. We have several from OHSU, and we have um, our, a diabetes educator from Randall Children's that's going to be there. So, yes, there's lots of local as well. And tell me more about the the, uh, the guy, the research head research guy from JDRF. Tell me more about him. Sanjoy Duda, he uh, basically is the vice president for the JDR research, so he has his thumb on the pulse of all of the different research grants that JDRF has. For every dollar we spend in research, we leverage that twice fold, whether it's government grants or private investments. So he's the one that basically triages all of that research that gets decided on funding. So he'll be sharing some of what we're moving forward with. I was diagnosed about 11 or 12 years ago. And in that amount of time, my goodness, how things have changed in just the last 10 or 11 years. And that's all due to research funding from JDRF. There's so much of that has come out of JDRF. Very much so. Research is important, but so is the outreach and the advocacy that we do. Yeah. I want to hear more about the advocacy. The advocacy is focused on many things. One is helping insurance companies understand the importance of allowing choice. A person should be able to choose what kind of insulin pump they have or continuous glucose monitor. 
instead of saying, we're only going to support this. So advocacy is working with insurance companies to advocate for choice for type 1 diabetics. It's going to the Capitol and saying, we need federal dollars to help fund type 1 diabetes research. It's talking with the legislators to look at universal health care or some of the stuff that's even happened here in Oregon. Are you aware that there's actually a new law that a type 1 diabetic can go to the pharmacy and if they have lost their prescription or they've run out, they can get in an emergency one-month supply of insulin. That's so, got to be a brand new thing, right? It's I, brand new within the past year, yes. I just read about that just a few days ago and had no idea that I could. If That is amazing because I can't imagine running out of insulin. That's in Oregon. So that's unique to Oregon. That's. Uh, but that's the kind of advocacy that grassroots people like you and I can actually affect. And the high price of, of high cost of insulin has been in the news a lot lately, and JDRF has been helping to uh, advocate to get that lower. We very much are active in that. That's our program called Coverage to Control. So if people are interested in advocacy, again, they can go to our website and learn more about how they can get involved as a volunteer. Tell me some more about what, what kind of research is being done currently that JDRF is, is funding. Well, we have three different arms in our research goals. We, one of it is to cure. We're always working on trying to find a cure. We're looking at how can we prevent type 1 diabetes and then also how can we treat. So within the cure, they're doing a couple of different things. They're looking at beta cell replacement. The beta cells are what's in your pancreas that had got killed off. They were attacked and killed off. That's why your pancreas isn't working. Mm -hmm. They're looking at creating cells that are beta cells can be put back in, but then they need to protect them from getting killed off again. So that's one way to cure it. They're looking at, um, so that's a kind of cure concept. Preventing, they now actually have been very successful in testing people to see if they have the markers for diabetes. And some of the clinical trials being done, they've been um, taking some, you know, it's clinical trials right now. It's not out in the open market. But in the clinical trials, they have been able to delay the onset of type 1 diabetes for people wow. that have been taking this medicine. So, you know, that's another option that they're looking at for prevention. And in treating some of the most exciting stuff, and you yourself have mentioned you're using it, it's using the artificial pancreas, which is pairing a continuous glucose monitor, which is reading blood sugar levels with a pump so that they'll communicate with each other and say, oh, my blood sugars are going high. I need a little bit more insulin to bring my blood sugars down. Or, ooh, I'm starting to go down. I need to stop having insulin. Those kind of breakthroughs are phenomenal for people mm -hmm. living with type 1 diabetes because it normalizes their life so much more. So lots of different arms of research. So it's not just curing diabetes. It's curing, preventing, and treating. A cure would be something else, wouldn't it? It will happen. <laughs> it will happen, hopefully but in our lifetime. In the meantime, there's amazing inroads on how to manage type 1 diabetes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like I say, it's changed so much just in the in the amount of the 
10 or 12 years that I've had diabetes, going from in, injectable uh, with a pen type mm-hmm. thing and, and a syringe and a vial of, of insulin to having a pump that kind of almost handles it for you. Almost. Yeah. Yes. It's yes. pretty amazing. And that all comes from research that's being done by JDRF. Correct. Yes. We're talking today with Delany Delamont, Development Manager with JDRF, which is a Diabetes Research Foundation. And with all this research that we've been talking about, it has to be funded somehow, right? How, do, how is JDRF funded? We have several different ways in which our programs and research are funded. Locally, we are actually quite a grassroots type organization. We have several different ways in which we raise money locally that then moves up to our national organization to fund all of that research and outreach and advocacy. So locally, we have our gala coming up, and that is going to be on April 25th. We always are looking for sponsors, like any nonprofit organization, and then people to just come to the silent auction and the live auction. So that's going to be at the Sentinel Hotel on April 25th. If you're interested in that, and it's really an amazing time. Yeah, it's a pretty fancy event. It's a very fancy event. <laughs> it's very classy. We have a wonderful time. The silent auction items are so much fun, as well as the live auction. You can go to our website. As I mentioned before, it's jdrf.org slash Portland, excuse me, slash Oregon. slash Oregon. And then towards the bottom, you'll see where all the events are listed that you can find that. We also do walks. And since we are part of Oregon and Southwest Washington, we have a total of three walks in the Oregon area. For instance, coming up in April, we have a walk in Bend. That's going to be for Central Oregon on April 18th. And In Corvallis, on May 9th, there is a walk, and then our Portland walk will be on October 4th out at Portland International Raceway. So what the walk is, it's a peer-to-peer fundraiser. A a group uh, can sign up through the walk website, and they publicize it socially through their social media, through Facebook that's linked to their walk site. They set a walk goal And the walk itself is an incredible, uplifting opportunity for people living with type 1 diabetes to see the amount of support from the community being there. In Bend, I believe we have around 300 walkers as well we do in Corvallis. In Portland, we're between 3,500 and 4,000. So with those situations, we're always looking for sponsors, for walkers, for teams to form. You can form a team within your company. We also do what's called sneaker sales so that if a business does point of sale for their business, they can do where they, they ask their customers if they would like to support type 1 diabetes through JDRF and then with, for a dollar or more contribution, they can put their name on a paper sneaker and put it out in front. So we have several businesses that do that. More are always welcome, and we can talk with them about that. Yeah, the walk, uh, going back to the walk, which is coming up in Portland on October 4th, the walk is always a good time. It's a, a bunch of people getting together and raising money, and it's a, also a great way to meet other people who are diabetic. If you are, it's a, it's kind of like a 
get together. You can, you can swap stories, swap even war stories. That was one of my favorite things about going to the supper club where I met some other type one diabetics is hearing like, wow, the way things used to be and the way things are now. <laughs> and it's, appreciating what yeah, you've got absolutely now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's a great, uh, you can make some great connections doing the walk. You do. It's an uplifting celebration, mm-hmm. truly. At our Portland walk, we're fortunate to have PGE do a kid's corner. So there's a whole carnival atmosphere going on. They have bouncy houses where the kids can play there. There's face painting going on. There's music. There's just the whole celebration. If you're type one, you have a special identifier, you're being celebrated. You've got your friends, your family. Come rain or shine, we have ourselves a wonderful time. Usually in October, the weather's pretty good. One would hope. The first part of October. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, usually we have that Indian summer period. It's that little grace period that's still beautiful out. And if you're a parent with a a child that has type 1, this is a great way to make connections there, too. You can meet other parents who uh, are navigating this in in a very graceful way. Yes, very much so. Yeah, that's really important because it can be really scary. I can't imagine uh, having a, a toddler or even a baby that has been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and how to navigate that. Whoa, that would be really difficult. It was hard enough as an adult. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So let's, uh, we've got a few minutes here. Let's talk again about uh, Type 1 Nation, which is coming up. Okay. What would you like to hear? I want to hear when it is, where it is, what we can expect there. And it looks like there's going to be lunch, too, which I'm kind of excited about. Well, <laughs> hopefully you're coming for more than just the lunch. Yes, well, yeah, okay. okay. So, yes, <laughs> it is coming up in a couple of weeks. It's going to be on Saturday, March 14th. It is from 10 to 345. It'll be at NBC Suites at Washington Square. We do ask that people sign up. Again, that is going to our website at www.jdrf.org slash Oregon. Scroll to the bottom and click on Type 1 Nation. We have four different areas of concentration for educational sessions. There'll be the adult section, the youth section, the sports and fitness, and then general. So all of that is available free of charge. We do ask for a donation if you're able to donate. That's always helpful. And then we also have a wonderful selection of exhibitors that people will be able to find out the latest and greatest with type 1 diabetes, as well as the different type 1 diabetes youth camps that are available. One of the really interesting things that's coming up in session number two is the exercise and sports track, which... um, being athletic and and exercising when you have type 1 can be a little bit scary because exercise um, can lower your blood sugar. It also can raise your blood sugar. So it's one of those, you never quite know what's going to go on. And this will be a great educational segment of, of Type 1 Nation. Absolutely. This is one of our speakers, Tarouk Ahmed, doctor from San Francisco area. He's done some extensive studies on how exercise and sports are affected with people living with type 1 diabetes. And there's a science behind, depending on the kind of sports or exercise you're doing, whether you need to load up on carbs or whether you need to suspend your insulin. For some people, particularly where it's going to be a continuously active sport, they need to suspend their insulin 
anywhere from a half hour to an hour before they're actively engaged in that sport. So that session is actually going to help educate youth and adults as well on how to best manage their diabetes when they're actively involved in different types of sports and exercise. Yeah, really important because you... It, uh if you're doing really strenuous sports, it can kind of activate some of the hormones in your body and your yep. blood sugar actually goes up, it goes which is yep. a strange to try to get your head around that. <laughs> and it can crash too. Mm-hmm. It can crash. I mean, my son, when he was doing ultimate Frisbee, he would go low. Fortunately, he had another teammate who was a type one. So they would watch each other and signal to each other if they could tell that they were starting to go low. So they would tag out and then go get some glucose tabs. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Is there information at the at Type 1 Nation about uh, different types of foods and their effect on, on blood sugars? That would be available in our nutrition session, and that's being done by Don Kane. He's from OHSU. He is a nutritionist, and so he'll have a lot of information on optimal eating for okay. Type 1 diabetics. And again, the uh, Type 1 Nation is coming up when and where? That is going to be on Saturday, March 14th from 10 to 345. It will be at the Embassy Suites at Washington Square. And the best place to get registered is probably the website. Yes, that website again is jdrf.org slash Oregon. And you can explore all kinds of uh, things that JDRF is doing on their website. It's it's a very comprehensive website. And you can also get involved in all the things that are happening over the course of the year. The walk, the gala, Type 1 Nation, all kinds of stuff. We'd love you to be involved. Awesome. Well, you've given us great information today. Thanks so much for being on the show. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. We were talking today with Delany Delamont, Development Manager with JDRF. Let's Talk Portland is an Intercom Radio Portland public affairs program. 